Yes. Okay. And... <laughs> we'll just have to explain some background sound effects. One. Hello! Welcome back to another episode of Holly Snark with a side of Bobble. I'm Holly. And I'm Bobble, and we have two special uh, live audience members who is a puppy with a tennis ball and a very tired, overworked Great Pyrenees. So if you hear yipping and crashing, that is not us. And snoring. That might be the Great Pyrenees. Snoring could be any of us. Um, Okay, so this is, I think, episode 20. Yay! I think. And we are talking about the most wonderful time of the year. Which, um, Which you is know, amazing. Spoiler alert is my favorite Hallmark movie of I was, all time. I was going to say in a potentially controversial comment that I see is not controversial. I think this might be the greatest Hallmark movie of all time. It is my favorite of all time, but yeah. yes. It might just empirically be the greatest of all time. Okay, it's well, amazing. let's just, just stop there, everybody. Yeah. It's the best. Like, it's the we're best, done. people. Yeah. Okay. So... Uh, do you want... You could do, do the 30-second thing. and we, we, okay. don't even want, we don't even have to time it today. We'll just wing it. Yeah. Okay. So the 30-second summary is essentially this is a Henry Winkle, Winkler showcase extravaganza where he is the uncle... Um, uncle Ralph. Uncle Ralph, who is just the most amazing ex-retired cop, jolly uncle, who goes to visit his uptight niece, uh, picks up kind of a drifter guy in the airport who helps up who's been traveling the world who gets him upgraded to first class brings him home for christmas and then decides his daughter his niece should fall in love with him and then and then arranges it such that they do there you go and it is delightful from beginning to end it is in between it is there's like hijinks a little comedy some travels some uh bald-faced lies to trick people into kind of being together so it's it's awesome yes anything you'd add to the summary beyond no i think that was a really solid summary okay um so i do the him and her yeah the him and her. we already talked about there's uncle ralph the brooklyn cop who just retired he's not super happy about it based on the opening scenes <laughs> where he busts a guy who tries to mug him and like basically puts his puts his heel on the guy's throat and it's the most <laughs> violent take, of the hallmark movies for yes, sure threatens to take him out um but you know does a good job so the the, the old fonzie kind of came out there there's references to Aunt Margaret, who we never met, but that's Ralph's um, who wife, who has passed away in the, like the last year or so. So you can tell Ralph is a little, a little lost. Um, and then there is Jennifer, which is the niece. Jennifer is uh, lives so Ralph lives in New York, and Jennifer seems to live in Chicago. And um, goes by Jen. They fly over mountains to get from New York to Chicago. Uh, It was all very confusing. And it was a very long flight for what? It's a very very short flight. flight. Um, But but Jen uh, seems like she lives in Chicago. So it's cold. It's wintry. It's perfect Christmas time. Mm -hmm. We're like four or five days before Christmas. Uncle Ralph is spending it with Jen because he has no one else to spend it with. And um, Aunt Mark and uh, I think... Uncle Ralph's sister was supposed to come out, but she, apparently she's a flaky lawyer, and so she yeah. takes a vacation rental someplace else and doesn't show yeah. up. So Jen's mother isn't there, but Uncle Ralph is solid. And they sort of explain her terribleness as like, well, she's a lawyer. She's a lawyer, she's smart, which she's a horrible it, human as being. we know, that just can just fill in with all sorts of like terrible things that happen after that. Yep. And then um, we've got Jen's son Brian, who was fathered by a man we don't really ever hear the name of, but who apparently left who when was not killed off. So he was not killed off. He just left left Jen right when Brian was born. And uh, Uncle Ralph's take on it is Jennifer is terrible at picking men for herself. And then there is Rita, the neighbor, 
who yes. kind of makes appearances constantly in a series of really terrible Christmas sweaters. Mm-hmm. Um, and just non-Christmas sweaters are just terrible sweaters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, it's kind of insisting that Jen put up the right decorations to keep the cul-de-sac looking like all tight and right. Um, and then the the non kind of the, the vagrant that Ralph meets in the airport along the way is a very handsome Morgan, the chef, yes. who actually has had many careers, but is kind of currently focused on being a chef and has just found out he's turned 30 and realized he needs to grow up and stop traveling the world. So he's going to go meet this up with his reality of turning the yeah. like old age of 30. Yeah. My only to... discontent with this entire film was that comment. <laughs> He's on his way to meet up with an ex-girlfriend named Morning Mist who gets, mm-hmm. we get to make fun of her name a lot so that they can open a, a restaurant in Denver. So he's sort of in transit from Chicago, Chicago to Denver. And then some other important characters here are Richard, who is Jen's current boyfriend, who keeps being referred to as the guy with the $800 shoes, Mm -hmm. who is some sort of um, jewelry business guy who does his own ads and is terrible at them. And then I think another kind of important character is uh, Skip the Turtle. Who uh, skip animatronic turtle? You think it's animatronic? It looks like a real turtle to me. All right, my turtle turtle. No, that was one of my. Oh, that was my design. Gosh. All right. Well, we'll have to delve deep into that. Um, but anyway, the thing to know is Brian, the little boy, is like blonde and cute, still believes in Santa Claus, as we all do. Mm-hmm. And um, the only thing he wants for Christmas is something called a rocket wheel, which and you can tell this movie is dated. They refer to it as the Tickle, Tickle Me Elmo <laughs> of the year. And for many of those who've never been born yet, Tickle Me Elmo was a doll that everybody wanted one Christmas. But um, anyway, I don't care. It's, it's uh, the rocket wheel is the thing. That the rocket wheel also want. looks like a fairly dangerous small motorcycle for kids. Yeah. I think so. That's about fair. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think those are all the key characters other than uh, Brian, or sorry, Richard's parents who who kind of make an appearance at some point. Mm-hmm. So yeah. did I get everybody? Yeah, you got everybody. I, and I, that's pretty good. It's almost like by heart. I know them all. And we never get to meet Morning Miss, which is sort of sad because we... We did see a picture of her, but that's it. So how many times yeah. have you seen this movie? Mm, I would probably say I've seen it like um, I eight times. Like whenever it's on, I'm like I'm watching that one. I can't believe I've never seen it. I've never run oh, across it. It is. It was. Oh, it was such a delightful yeah. surprise. Yeah, and um, it's sort great. of it's sort of like it's it's good because it actually doesn't have all the normal cliches in a way. Like it has a good number of it them, but it, it doesn't, doesn't kind of like. It's sort of, you could just tell like a higher budget version of a Hallmark. Mm-hmm. Like, like it, it could, you could see it on like a regular TV channel kind it's of movie. It's funnier than a bunch of them. It's racier than a bunch of them. Yeah. Um, because he... Uh, Morgan? Yeah, Morgan busts her in a towel. Quite yes. racy. She busts him in a towel. Mm-hmm. It's quite violent. There's several hitting of people with garbage cans and fists and... Um, I guess there's three, three like, stop the robber encounters. Yeah. And um, so, yeah. So I think it's I think it's unusual in the world of Hallmark for its raciness and violence. Oh, and perhaps most shockingly, there's a scene where he tells her not to send so many Christmas cards, which for a Hallmark movie is like, what? What are you guys doing? Yeah, you're killing Christmas here. That is a shock. Um, that's true. And they do um, not sort of like go hunt for their own Christmas tree. They just buy one at a lot. But that's okay. Like, that's that's pretty hallmarky. so I guess that's okay. Mm-hmm. But they yeah. talk about that as, like, being not as good as going to go mm-hmm. kind of cut down your tree. Yeah. Um, all right. So um, where do you want to start? Um, we should... Should we start with the 
rope? Let's dive right into that. Yeah, let's go. Or do we? Okay. So we have the, she doesn't have her parents. It has the uncle. We mm-hmm. have several men with a microphone. We have horrible Richard proposing to her. Yes. At, essentially with a microphone. And then we have her leaning on the airport PA system when she's trying to track down Morgan, who might be leaving forever for Denver. And I guess they never shared contact information. Where he hears and then comes back and then they spend Christmas together. Well, he doesn't seem like the kind of guy that has a cell phone because that would um, tie him down. It might even be a pre-cell phone movie. Mm -hmm. Um, Should we talk about the fact that he has a very small backpack and yet he seems to have a whole bunch of stuff in it? Like the magic backpack? Yeah, he has a magic backpack. Um, There's... But but uh, I think we should sort of just give a little background, which is... Sorry, yes. She so Ralph kind of convinces Jen on the on his arrival at the airport in Chicago that um, she should let him stay one night because the flights to Denver have been snowed out, and he was a really good guy, helped him out, and she kind of is very skeptical and is like, okay, one night, and so she's pretty mean to Morgan up until yeah, basically the end. She you know she's just sort of like you know you're out of here, and part of it's because she knows like her uptight boyfriend Richard will not like the arrangement. Mm-hmm. Um, in that one day that Morgan is there, he like captures a garage bandit robbers, you know, strings her lights, makes like a beautiful tuna, like steak, Sam, uh, like lunch, and then does all their Christmas, Christmas, um, chef kind of dinner shopping. Mm-hmm. Um, and sort of, uh, He's basically the best house guest. And then the next morning, Jen's like, I'm running you to the airport. They run him to the airport and his passport's missing. And so he can't get on the flight. Uncle Ralph. And so Jen's scam. begging with a lady at the airport to like, let him on the plane anyway. And it's not going to happen. They go back. And of course, Uncle Ralph has lifted the passport knowing that it'll mean Morgan cannot get on the plane, which actually is not true, but, um, it's good for the plot. And so, plot. yeah, so we have one, encounter one with Jen at the airport begging the lady behind the desk to let Morgan on the plane. And then, as you hinted, the next day, she's at the desk begging to get him off the plane because with she misses him woman. so much. With the same woman. It was the worst Christmas schedule. She has to keep working. Yes. She's there all the with, time. And the Chicago airport apparently has like five gates. Yeah. And one very small concourse. Yeah. And very good customer service. Yes. Excellent customer service. So we'll give that a five star for the Chicago mm-hmm. airport, the O'Hare. We definitely should. Okay. Um, anyway, so that's a little bit background. So I, I interrupted you. No, no, so no, that's, that's, that's why we have a lot of nope, man fine. slash women with the microphone. Yes. So there's, so there's that. There's, she has the fake Christmas tree. He needs to get the good Christmas tree. There's a bunch of holiday decorations. They're stringing the lights. There's the Christmas turkey, which is not... Often, often a thing, yeah. but is very much central in this one. There's the ladder, double ladder. He's on the ladder and she steadies him. And then he puts her on the ladder so he can steady her. It's a pretty good, pretty good move. Yeah. There's Santa Christmas shopping. I think that's it. Well, I'm sure that's not it. I'm sure there's seven. Well, there's um, the stress to get the toy of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and a terrible toy store owner, like a horrible human being. Such a horrible human being who gets whacked with a trash, as I said before. Gets whacked with a trash can. In a rare Hallmark moment of violence, gets whacked pretty hard, hard enough to pass out with a trash can. Yeah. Which seems aggressive, but okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's some mild breaking and entering. <laughs> hmm Just mild. And some mild physical assault, but mm-hmm. all in the good, in the good work of delivering the rocket wheel to little Brian for mm-hmm. Christmas morning. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, so, um, but yeah, like, I, I guess maybe it was all the sex and violence that made this one of my favorite. 
hallmarks uh, because, and it's obviously we're we're deep into He's Christmas in July. Yeah, I don't think I realized exactly how much I missed Christmas. Yeah, until this Christmas in July, I, I needed this. Yeah, and, and it's and a the, good one. It's a super good one. I really needed the snow and the Christmas spirit, and this was funnier than usual. Yeah, and a little racier than usual, and the characters were. She, I would say she, I mean, I liked her. I don't think she was anything, but she wasn't like a cut above the other Hallmark movies for me. Well, it's Brooke Burns, which is like, I think one of their early Hallmark stars. Mm-hmm. And she was in a ton of stuff. She's been in a and ton of stuff. she's solid, but I don't think she's stellar. Yeah, but in this one, it's nice because she is a career oriented. It suits her. She but they anal- never oh, shame let's, her. Let's take a moment about that. They never she shame her. She analyzes corporations for a living. What is that? They say that. Two or three times. Yeah. I analyze corporations. She analyzes corporations. Yeah. She's very important. She analyzes corporations. So maybe she's like a McKinsey consultant. Like maybe. Let's, let's like give her like the, the mm-hmm. highest tier of... She doesn't have to give up her career. Doesn't have to give up her career. And nobody is pressuring her to either, which is nice. And, and her Uncle Ralph just makes fun of her because she likes to make lots of lists. Mm-hmm. She's a very organized person and makes lots of she lists. She was a weird child. And she was a weird child because of all of her lists. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's an unusual, she doesn't get shamed for her career and she doesn't give it up. And he doesn't, I, I sort of thought at some point it was going to come out that he did in fact have a very solid, stable career. But no, I think he actually is just a drifter who's been wandering around the world and now he's just going to freeload off of her going forward, which, which is an unusual, unusual plot device. Which is, yeah, but it's also nice because, um, yeah. you know, it's sort of like maybe it's opposites attract or whatever, but it does sound like seem like she's wound a little tight and he needs to settle down. So they could maybe yes. either hate each other very quickly or... For someone who's such a drifter, it's an interesting thing that he's going to go to Denver and start a restaurant. That definitely ties you down. I don't see that restaurant going super well. Well, yeah. as she tells him, I analyze corporations for a living and I don't think this restaurant's <laughs> going to go. So There's lots of reasons why it won't work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, t- t- totally fair. Um, uh, let's see here. Um, oh, the one of my favorite sort of scenes, there's a wreath, of course, at the house. Off. And there's the wreath that like whenever they close the door falls down. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, the wreath's too heavy. And she's like, no, the hook's too small. Like it's just, it's like this funny thing um that is like this ongoing joke and then there's rita the neighbor who wants all the lights in the neighborhood in the cul-de-sac to be perfectly white dark dark house in the neighborhood yeah and so morgan when he strings light by the way he staples them to the house which i don't think is advised because that's morgan for you (laughs) he's like i won't be but nobody seems to like bat an eye when you know you're stapling a whole lot of lights to a house that seems like something's Mm -hmm. wrong there um and, uh, but he kind of basically substitutes one red light bulb just to drive the neighbor next door. And that's crazy. when she falls for him. That's when she falls for him. She knows he's the one for her because he's a jerk to the neighbor. Who makes up some cover story about being the Portuguese, Portuguese. Uh, the, the fable of the Portuguese red candle, like that we the should all know about. Luck. Yeah. And so, um, uh, and he was like, you want, Rita, would you like a red light bulb? We've got an extra. <laughs> Um, but it was, I thought that was very, um, very cool. The garage bandit was especially sketchy looking. I think he was well very cast. Very sketchy looking. Good he casting. got hit in the head with a door. He did. <laughs> Another more violence. I and forgot then, about that. Yeah. And then arrested. Yep. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, oh, and, uh, we know, we, we know Richard is a soulless, soulless person when he decides to give the, you know, six year old a gift card. 
It's a big gift card. Five hundred bucks. Gift card is a big gift card. It's a big gift card for a kid, and um, and and Jen is sort of like you know he just would have liked any old toy wrapped would have been nice to open up on Christmas morning. So sort of true. Sort of he only wanted the rocket wheel, and she went to absurd lengths to steal it. But okay. yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not normally a fan of the films that revolve around the child, and they did a good job. With Brian not having too big a role and not being annoying. He just yeah. showed up occasionally to move the plot forward. So well done, Brian. And well done, Hallmark, in your casting of Brian and writing of the script. Yeah, Brian was sort of a, a more low-key kid. Yeah. they. I mean, they, they weren't stupid. Like, they showcased Henry, Henry Winkler was in 75% of the scenes. As he should be. And stole them all and was at his absolute best. Now, was that accent a Brooklyn accent? I don't know. I think I think it is an authentic New York accent because I think he's authentic New York. So I think he just like leaned Great. into his like authentic, you know, because I am, Perfect. as you know, as between the two of us, I am the expert on accents. I understand. That's why I'm so asking you. I'm going to say it's all very uh, authentic. You think it's authentic. Okay. He kind of hit it a little That's hard, but took. very authentic. He hit it very hard, but great. Good to know. Okay. Um, should we get to quotes? Or Oh, sorry. Scenery. I did not do my usual job of picking up on scenery, so maybe you could help me with that. So, yeah, I thought you'd have some comments about the inexplicable set design where the house goes from bald to she barfs Christmas all over it, and I don't know when that happened or how that She happened. did it by herself when they went to sleep that first night. Apparently, she, she stayed up until it like 2 a.m. It a ton of sense. Yeah, no, she put up, like, they bought a Christmas tree that she hated, and suddenly she had all the lights and tinsel and ornaments for it. consistent with everything else. Everything. Would I? He was do, appropriately snarky about it. I enjoyed that. Yes. And, he said, um, that's a lot of Christmas. <laughs> a lot of Christmas. And it was, like, religious Christmas, too, because she, she had the crush on the and couch the table. And the figurines. And um, the, what I appreciate, though, is the kitchen just had one wreath in it. The kitchen was, it was, it was just left the one alone. room. They were a little yeah. lazy on set design. The well, it was a one, was it was a great, a great room, right? So the mm-hmm. kitchen was off in the corner and they didn't, mm-hmm. and they just really focused on lighting up the living room there. So you liked this because it wasn't as much of a fire hazard as most of the, exactly. other than stapling the Christmas lights. The stapling of the Christmas lights was a little disturbing. Um, I was but, bummed out by the turtle. What, now I thought I for really sure. I really think a, that turtle was fake, 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 oh, fake. Oh, he looked like a real turtle to me. Maybe I don't have he, enough turtle experience. Maybe, so between the two of us, I feel like I'm the turtle, okay. the authentic turtle I'll expert. have the accents. You'll you have the turtles. I will weigh in on turtle authenticity, and I'm going to tell you this was not a real turtle. Okay. And I was disappointed by that. Now, when you, like the turtle lobby was probably stoked that no turtles had to suffer through. Yeah. I tapped a, on the glass a little too hard. Yeah. So I'm glad it wasn't a real turtle. So um, skip the turtle. Um, Not skippy, skip. Skip. point of that. Um, here's a question for you. Um, if with all of your turtle expertise, do you know how to sex a turtle? Like, was it really a boy turtle or a girl turtle? And could you tell? Or well, it was a fake turtle. So I'm going to say it was a neutral, a gender neutral turtle. We shouldn't be so focused on assigning gender exactly. to people or turtles. Exactly. That's fair. That was wrong of me to go down that road. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Okay, so that's fair. Um, all right, well, um, that gets us to quotes. I think that gets us to quotes. Why don't you go first? Okay, let's see. I enjoyed, I, talk, I analyzed corporations as a job. I enjoyed, this isn't a quote, but the fact that it was so hard for her to cook mm-hmm. a turkey, that that took maybe a good quarter of the movie was the trauma around how difficult it was to cook a turkey, where... I'm not a good cook, but I don't think that is like the hardest thing in the world to cook. Um, okay, I'll, I'll, Uncle Ralph obviously has the, the best quotes. Yeah. So he does the I've met doorknobs that have more personality about Richard. 
He does the, I smelled him, he's good, I took a whiff, which is <laughs> the best quote, I think. Uh, hey, this personage is from Brooklyn. Yeah. When he's talking one. about why he uh, can weigh in on the, whether the crook is no good or not. And then Morgan tells um, her, I know it's not my business, but you're doing Christmas all wrong. <laughs> yeah. I, I liked that. I think those were my favorites. Um, my favorite is from Morgan, and it's like, ouch, I just sat on your nutcracker. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of comes down at one or two in the morning because Ralph is snoring on that first night and like is going for the couch, sits down, and is like, ouch, I just sat on your nutcracker. Mm-hmm. Um, that, I think, for me, just made me so happy. I just, by the way, one last, last little bit... Um, I forgot that when they show her going to sleep at night, her bedding has like creases like she just ironed it. <laughs> oh, her bedding is picture perfect and yeah. she lies as if she it will yeah. stay picture perfect because she's clearly not moving a muscle once she is yeah. falling asleep. Yeah. And so I forgot to mention that as my one thing. But um, other than that, I would say yes. Um, ouch. I just sat on your nutcracker. Those are very good quotes. Yes. Okay. Um, all right, so would you want to turn this into a horror movie? I would say, like, no, it's perfect as it is, but... I don't think you can turn it into a horror movie. Would you turn it's it into a science lovely. fiction movie? I would... The turtles. Leave everything as is. <gasps> the yes, turtles come alive. Skip comes alive, and, and Skip turns into Santa Claus. Oh, I, had, I was going a totally different way, which is... The turtle, Skip the turtle comes alive and he calls in all the turtles that come in through a portal through space. To get the bad guys. It could be Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles exactly. mashup with but they're little, tiny the most wonderful time yeah. of year. Yeah. Okay. okay, that's that's it. Yeah. Um, I don't know why Hollywood is not chasing us down for these it's fantastic surprising. plot ideas. It is quite surprising. Um, okay. Um, all right. What you, on your scale. What Like, are we up to scale? You know, scale? We're up to scale. Oh, I, I will also say in listening re-listening to the episodes and I'm going to do it again today it has come to my attention that I'm a little fast and loose with what the numbers represent in terms of <laughs> I seem to use maids and milking for six and eight and ten and twelve <laughs> and lords <laughs> leaping for five six nine eleven we'll have to get you a sheet so sheet, sheet. I will okay. need to do a cheat sheet at some point but I'm gonna give this 12 lords leaping I'm gonna I really really like it's it. a good one and I'm gonna give it like 73 sexless turtles <laughs> That's so good, awesome. That's a strong rating. Now, 73 yes. sexless fake turtles or authentic turtles? Doesn't matter. Just, They're okay. just the best turtles there are. Yeah. Um, and uh, 73 on a scale of like one to like, I don't know, but 73 is above the scale. Just so Maybe one to five and it's 73 turtles. Yeah. It was really good. It's really good. It yeah. makes me happy. So I'm glad you enjoyed it. Loved it. Totally loved it. Glad the DVR messed up the thing that we were otherwise going to record because this was dead on exactly scratch that itch. Good. What Hallmark is for. Yay. So happy Christmas in July, everybody. But I think um, Aura's at the door. Aura's at the door. Okay, bye. bye.